0: This is a special, 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 so special Felk episode. This is an incredible opportunity for you, Coolboy Nation. So I hope you're just as excited as
1: Noli and I are. Yeah, guys. I even want to say tonight, I won't be sitting in my normal chair. What? What chair are you sitting in, Noli? Uh, Hold on. Dress the chair. Dress the chair. (laughs) All right, guys. I I got my floor chair. Whoa. And I got my blanket. Whoa. He's nuzzling up. I love it. It's story time. And right here on my night stool, I have my nightcap.
0: Nolan, you're fucking so hot right now. Dude, Denzel Washington, (sighs) get out of here. I'd fuck you every morning.
1: Yeah, I'm so comfortable, guys. I'm ready.
0: Uh...
2: Live from Kuboi Central your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. got the young boy. <gasps> ah, so cool. So cool.
0: So cool. Ice Cool Boys.
2: Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to a super special installment of the Cool Boys podcast. The Book of Felk, Chapter One. Felk Begins. Now, you've written here, it was a hot, humid Tuesday afternoon in Houston, and more about the te- great Texas abyss and daydreaming. <laughs> but this, this doesn't really take place in alone, Me With Me Alone in a Room. This is me out in the world. This is, this is adventures. And also, uh, to differentiate from previous Book of Felk installments in which you guys have written fantasies about me being uh, raped as a pubescent child (laughs) by men named Lance.
1: Or or just having fun, just having fun with Lance, Zane, and Rad Rod. I don't
2: remember any rape.
1: I remember just being in good times.
2: Well, they're they're adults by by your own own, uh, admission of guilt. Lots of consent. It's all consent, baby. Well, this is me reclaiming the Book of Felk for the actual Felk. The Felk character is very not at all loosely based on me. I admit this, and these are true stories, and this is chapter one of those true, true
0: stories. I want to say something real quick, just so we're clear. The Book of Felk, when written into, I think started around episode 31, and then it like lasted for about 20 episodes, odd episodes, bounced in and out, was never supposed to be about you, Felk. It was always kind of just, as far as Nolan and I were concerned, it was just kind of you with your incredible, sultry, seductive, fucking Vast tones of your voice, just you know, enraging, and entertaining, engorging, and, <laughs> and enthralling the listeners and ourselves, you know, with these wonderful tales. So
2: I, I just want to make sure it's clear. More, more so ourselves about, about about a character named Felk, which is what right. you call me, right. who's from Houston, which is right. where I'm from. Right. Not confusing at all. I hope that's very clear. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you. I think you guys just ha- like writing. Uh, gay porn about I me. Love Inappropriate gay fiction. Gay porn. I love gay porn
0: fiction. <laughs> it's my favorite. By the way, if you haven't caught on Cool Boy Nation, maybe my 9 to 5 is gay porn
2: fiction writing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this episode is coming by special request. I'm calling bluffs. Calling namely your bluffs that I wouldn't be willing to do this. And I am. And to intro, this is Felk Begins. This is going to take you from about age 14-ish, about 23. Basically bringing me up to the Felk that you guys met. Well, uh, what's
0: your name, by the way? I don't think any of us said our names. I am Felk. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Ballard.
2: (laughs) And I'm Noli. Well, cool boys, it is time to move on to our Cool Boys show topic, The Book of Felk, Chapter 1. Elk begins. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. It has to be found yet. You boy, nation. Mock Talk your cops. And you your tops. It might be interesting and important to know. Some work in your show time for a good boy showtime.
1: Hey, I like that.
0: Spoilers. So I just want to say that honestly, like what Noli's doing right now, snuggled up in his chair with his like, you know, whiskey, bourbon, whatever it was.
2: Yeah. And yeah, just, you know, just to downplay expectations, there's not going to be as much fucking in chapter one as there is going to be in chapter two and three. Getting into the nitty gritty stories. This is me becoming uh, the person who could and would and should do all the things that the stories that you guys want to hear about. Yes yay so this is it starts with background basically young folk in houston where it is humid basically from age from like first grade to eighth grade i was at one small religious school meaning i was with the same 25 to 30 students from first grade to eighth grade so your interactions with girls are kind of framed by that, right? Like every dirty secret. If you shit your pants in first grade, not that I did, but maybe I did. I did. They know about it in eighth grade. I shot my pants in fifth grade. Were a booger eater, or like the pick at your acne, like I did. These girls knew about it, so I was I kind of felt locked out. I mentioned these times just to give background that my interaction with the opposite sex was limited to like a specific amount of people, and. It didn't help my you know anxiety with social interaction that I was on Ritalin all the time. I had been diagnosed with ADHD. As an adult later, once ADHD would stop becoming such a popular thing to give to every single kid, just because parents would rather hear their kids have ADHD than that. They're just kind of dumb. Uh, I definitely had it. I was like constantly being tested and everything. What was that like? I mean, it was it was extreme. You were constantly on edge. You were on a stimulant basically all the time. Coming out of out of that like whole thing, like I, I mentioned later in adulthood, I would, I would be diagnosed with Asperger's, and I mentioned this early on because so we can come back to it later. The idea that the main thing that you're not supposed to do when interacting with like people who are autistic or on that spectrum is give them like vague directions. Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't passively aggressively say, "Hey, the trash hasn't been taken out." You're supposed to say. You should pick, you should take out the trash. This is like an autistic kid. You should take out the trash before, you know, 2 p.m. And then they'll do it because they don't fucking get that. Like, hey, your room's kind of messy. It means like you need to be cleaning up your room, things like that. So I had gotten weird advice that would come into like eventually when I went to college. So I'll come back to that. But now I moved on to high school. In high school, I no longer had to interact with the girls at all. It was an all boys Catholic high school. And on top of that, when there were interactions with girls, my first year was uh, scarred, quite literally, because I took Accutane for my acne, which actually increases your acne.
0: Oh shit! I took Accutane. That shit is fucking horrible, man. Yeah, dude, it fucking that first like six months of Accutane where it just makes it the worst acne you've ever had. All of a sudden, it's horrible, and then you scar from it.
2: Yes, I have. I have a few scars.
0: It's off the market because it was so fucked up. It was so harmful. You should not have taken it. It ever. caused
2: such bad acne yeah. that my first six months basically colored the rest of my, my high school experience with the girls who were interacting with like my all-boys school.
0: Oh, dude, I'm so sorry you had to do that in high school. I had I, I, I took it sophomore year of college. I'll tell you what. I had like a little bit of acne. It wasn't bad. I was told mild acne, and this would clear it up. And it gave me the biggest, nastiest, like triple acne bumps, like three pimples on one bump, brown, not white fucking heads, brown heads that when you just like they're fucking disgusting when they popped, it was just the brownest, grossest fucking pus. It was horrible.
2: I had all that, too. I mean, I had all that, too. I even wore makeup.
0: But you had to go through high school. That's different because that's your community. College is something separate where you can. You can live kind of secretively. High school, you're up front and everybody's there all day, every day.
2: Well they yeah, the Accutane shit started my first week, which is like when they try to like do like mixers Christ. and shit. So I was just like I'm sorry. I didn't want to I didn't want to be be like out and, and dealing with that shit. So the only interaction with girls I had for almost three years would have been these three girls that I carpooled with. And only one of them hot no, not particularly. But I mean, like, it doesn't matter when you're fucking 15. Uh, if it's girl shaped, you got to boat or you got to hide. And I did. This is how I drove in like an hour every morning. But there was one of the three girls who was actually seemed kind of these were like older girls, uh, like juniors when I was a freshman. And uh, one of them did seem sexually interested with me. There was flirting and, and like lights, like games that revealed like touching i touched a boob uh exactly one very briefly as part of like a little Sounds fun. like betting thing we had
0: which by the way cool boy nation if you want to go back and listen to our entire catalog you can probably regale yourself with some of these wonderful vignettes and stories that felk will go deeper in
2: yeah, well, that was that was significant to me because that was like my first like actually sexual interaction with a girl, and it was right when my acne started clearing up. Hot. Also, because I switched from Ritalin to Adderall, I dropped like thirty pounds. Because you had to also remember that as an adult man, I weigh a, a little over two hundred pounds, but as a fourteen-year-old, I weighed like two thirty-five. Wow. Okay, whatever. I'm like 235
0: now. I'm not really. I'm like 220. Phil, you're telling me I could lose weight on a diet right now if I took Adderall instead of Ritalin. I'd actually start losing weight. I had no appetite, dude. I I'm gonna start taking Adderall to lose some weight. This sounds like a great idea. I'm gonna take a diet,
2: you know, starring Adderall. It's unfortunate because so my sophomore year I was. You know, looking good for a 16 year old yet because my acne cleared up and I'd lost all that weight. But I I was interacting with, you know, it was all boys, it was an all boys school. And I constantly, like, when I tried to get into it, this is junior and senior year, I tried to, like, how do I talk to, like, I didn't understand guys with girlfriends. Like, I, I, like, literally could not figure out, like, how do you go from talking to a girl to them being your girlfriend? And I had, there was a moment. Where this is this is shows like how like I, I perceive the world. Where at like 17, just like it had never occurred to you to, to, to masturbate until you were 25 or whatever. Don't
0: bring me into this. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it, it,
2: it, I had an epiphany at like 17. Don't get Ballard started on that. Don't get me started where I realized, oh, you ask them out on a date. That's what dates are. It hadn't even occurred to me that that was a possibility. This epiphany, I, I remember like, I was staring at the goldfish screensaver of a computer. <laughs> I remember like... The I liked bad dog.
0: Honestly, I loved bad dog. I don't remember bad dog. I remember it the It was the goldfish. dog that ran back and forth on your desktop and like tore papers up and shit. And you'd be like, bad dog.
2: But... Oh my God. I was like, okay, now that I know this, I'm going to ask out every single girl I interacted with. And I, in like three days after having never like tried to get a date, I asked like 17 girls because I I was just like, they're all going to say, no, it's fine. Some actually said yes. And then I said no, because they, they were less attractive than I felt like I, I deserved when I looked in the mirror. So I, I was just, I was doing it very scientific, very analytically, but I did end up going out on just three dates and it was all in a very Mm. rapid period. What, um, what year were you? You're a sophomore, this junior? Is, this is now my senior year. I bloomed late. Okay,
0: good. Okay, may I interject? Uh, senior year, I had one date, mm. and she decided to bring her best friend, and I, I can
2: let you assume it did not turn out well. Well, it's interesting, because the, the third of those dates was my prom date, and I've confirmed on Facebook that not only her, but also the girl who I was... Wait,
0: you went back onto Facebook and, and like
2: search the people you dated in in high school No this is like this isn't like when Facebook started this is like 2005 yeah 2005 when when you just like you Goog- log into your school and like it gives you like the sister school okay and, and it's just like here's all the people you, you who in your class i'm like i remember that name i remember that name i remember that name
0: back when it was like a facebook quote unquote. back when
2: it was a facebook yeah this is right. not, i didn't do this in fucking 2019 like i wonder what the girl from high school is now <laughs> and it turns out she's you did lesb- it before this episode she's a lesbian who went to smith she was still going to smith mm. at this point good for her as was the other fucking girl who was in the car ride and who let me touch her boob like they were lesbians both lesbians so lesbians liked me so hot i, I found they probably don't like me
0: anymore. Don't get me started on lesbians, Falk. Don't get me started. Okay, well, you can,
1: you can talk about lesbians. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so hot. I would love for you to talk about lesbians right now.
0: By the way, I have been friends with lots of lesbians in my life. I do not know what it is. I am just naturally attracted to lesbians. And if you're a lesbian, I want to be your friend. Okay. I want to hang out with you. I want to kick it with you. I want to just do anything with you. It's amazing. I love lesbians. They're amazing.
2: Well, at the time, I think I was sexually non-threatening. And that's why those two uh, geared on me. Because ever since. Dude, tell me about it. That's my whole life.
0: My whole life, I've been sexually non-threatening. So it's been amazing. That's that's
2: ridiculous. You're not remotely sexually non-threatening. You're a bear coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> a I'm a bear, bear mixed with rugged and clean cut. So the problem was with these few dates I had is that I thought, you know, I wanted to lose my virginity. I was I, I'd seen movies, you know, movies tell you that you, you don't go to college as a virgin. That's bad. I got American pie. I got to lose it. I got to lose it. So that's how I made it. So my mission was make a girl into my girlfriend. And she'll have sex with me and I'll have lost it before I go to college. So that became my, my goal. And it didn't work out real well. Cause even the girls would go out with me. They wouldn't cause I had a, you know, spanking new Miata. So hot. Um, a nice haircut. Too so hot. too hot to air. I was able to get dates, but I, I like, you know, the awkwardness, the, I wasn't, like, ready for that. Nor is that really the goal I should have been orienting with. I was naive. This is is young, naive Felk who doesn't fucking know anything finding his path.
0: Hang on. Time out. Time out. All right, Felk. If you can go back in time. I know it's hard with, you know, Asperger's to do hypotheticals here, but if you can go back in time and talk to sophomore, junior year, senior year high school Felk. Yeah. What would you say? I would. What's, what's well, ideally, you have thirty
2: seconds. You have thirty seconds to talk to him. What would you say? Oh, I, I can. You're, you're getting it. You're getting way ahead. But I, I, a, I wouldn't go back to high school because high school was all boys and woo, <laughs> and not cool in fun boys. Way. But also, like, no, I went to a fucking <laughs> prep school where I worked. I was just studying for sixteen hours a day. It was, it was a fucking nightmare because my parents wanted me to get A's or at least B's. Aids? A's, A's. Oh, I was like, Whoa, oh, no. I had a, I had horrible parents. I thought, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. They didn't want me to get AIDS. Although I, th- that, that, as far as I know, that was the time at which I was the most at risk for getting AIDS. Cause I was getting my hair cut by a gay guy. who apparently had AIDS and Why? He, did once, on your hair? he did once cut my ear accidentally. And I was like, if he had cut himself first, he could have given me AIDS. <laughs>
0: He, cut, he has a cut on his dick and he rubs it on your ear. Rest in peace, David. <laughs> by, the way, <laughs> yeah, by the way, Cool Boy Nation, tune into the Tom Cruise haircut episode for more on Felk's hairdresser. Yeah. Yeah. Nolan is getting hotter and hotter Christ, every second. How did Dave
1: die? Was he doing 88 miles per hour on the fire? <laughs> yeah,
2: it? Blow <laughs> off a gigolo's dick? No, he caught pneumonia and he couldn't fight it off because he had AIDS. That's the true story.
0: Rest in peace, David the hairdresser.
2: Yes, indeed. <laughs> I heard he had a huge cock. So <laughs> the biggest, <laughs> this brings me to the place in that which all of a sudden I was forced to interact with girls all over the place, which was the AMC movie theater. I worked at two summers. I worked there my junior year and senior year, senior year between, uh, high school and college. And there I was not interacting with, you know, Christian Catholic school girls. I was interacting with Girls who needed to work. Catholic high school girls in
0: trouble. (laughs) No, that Kentucky Fried movie. Yeah, isn't that Kentucky Fried movie? Catholic high school girls in trouble.
2: I'm just gonna go and fucking say that the uh, over sexualization or interest in the idea of Catholic high school girls is ridiculous.
0: No, don't break it. Don't break it. Go to a public school. (laughs) Oh, I went to public school. There were definitely no Catholic high school girls in trouble.
2: Yeah, because they get abortions. Ow! Uh, So hot. So I, I now was interacting with public school girls. And after that <gasps> epiphany in my senior year, coming back to the AMC, I breaking was breaking
0: like, news. We have breaking news. What? Guys, as we're recording this, I just got a message from Justin is hard mm-hmm. that there is a new Waterworld
2: Blu-ray release that includes a 40-minute longer cut. If you recall on the last episode, I specifically worried. About you interrupting personal stories to talk about fucking water,
0: water. Sorry, <laughs> I can't believe Justice Hart literally just sent us that. Sorry. How does he know
2: that? We didn't—that we haven't released that episode yet.
0: I say, that's why I'm—that's te- why I'm saying it's like just kismet. Okay, man. all right. I guess I, I was- had to say it. I had to interrupt you because that literally happened. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was amazing
1: that that
2: just— Oh yeah, from I was
1: happening. thinking you already listened to the episode, but yeah, it's not out yet. It's no. not out yet.
2: It's not that's out crazy. yet. As we're recording this. That is a uh, shocking information. It's shocking. He's in,
1: he's in
0: for a he's treat. He's in for a treat. Next week, especially. All right. Oh, well, fuck. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was Waterworld update. It uh, was <gasps> Waterworld update. <laughs> a movie that
2: came out 20 years ago or more. So, all right. So we're somewhere between high school and college. I'm working at a movie theater. I'm making hot dogs. I'm fucking causing anarchy, as previously uh, mentioned in our "Dirty First Jobs" episode. Just to hottest. see what Great happens. Hottest fucking man. Great. I episode. was fucking the hottest fucking man. No. <laughs> now I'm interacting with a trashier, almost trailer trashier type of of girls. Aye. And my mission is still, you know, go on a date, get get a girlfriend, have sex with said girlfriend break up with said girlfriend, go to college now having no knowing what the sex is and what it, what it feels like so that it's not a great mystery to me. Hey, quick
0: timeout again. Did all of us finally get laid before college? Yes. 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 Okay.
2: Woo. Yeah. I was close one guys. I was a close one. Yeah. So, I did ask out the nice pretty girl like who was they all had boyfriends. I didn't get a single no. I just had an I have a boyfriend. Sluts. But then I found out this one. This one girl She's was always flirty with me. She was always cool, <laughs> and I asked her out, and she was just kind of like, uh, "Yeah, sure, give me a call." And then she was kind of like busy. Like two or three weeks went by, and I got the impression she was just saying no, because a lot of girls will yeah. do that. They'll give you like next week. Yeah, uh, at that age, they do. Especially, at especially that, that age. age. Yeah. So I, I find I, one thing happens where we watch. We all, you know, we had these midnight screenings where, like, it was the day before you could see the movie for free and the day before it came out. This was a big deal. I saw AI before anyone else had seen it. I saw Jurassic Park 3 before anyone
0: else had seen it. Jurassic Park 3, I'm sorry, it's not that special, but AI, that's awesome.
2: And that was the, the thing where... The AI screening's unrelated, but that was the, the night that, that the fucking manager came in and all had all these fucking eighteen year old kids who were, you know, just the nerdy ones were there to see AI. And and he goes like, uh yeah, we have two movies opening today, so we can't have you all watch AI. Some of you have to watch Pootie Tang.
0: Oh, here's, oh, tell me you got to see Pootie
2: Tang I Ting didn't instead. see Pootie Tang, and I laughed at the people who saw Pootie Tang. And as we're walking out, we're all, like, debating, like, fucking, oh, you know, the meaning of AI, and there's fucking this these, like, two, like, stoner weirdos who are like, dude, Pootie Tang rocks. Dude,
0: okay, AI I love. I base friendships off of AI. I'm like, do you like AI? And if someone's like, you know, no. It de- it, I, I put a lot of other things into effect of whether I like it or not. But, but, but. If I had the opportunity to watch right now (laughs) or back then, AI, Steven Spielberg, Stanley Kubrick Classic, or Pootie Tang, Louis C.K.'s Classic, I take fucking Pootie Tang every time. Sepatai, like that shit is fucking amazing. Cool me down on the panty sty. Like I fucking love Pootie Tang.
2: Well, it's an amazing movie. That night was just significant for the fact that I remember that that fucking horrible. Edict that someone would have to watch Pootie Tag. Not a lot of people even showed up that night. The night that had this is this is me getting close to shipping out. I had a deadline. I was about to shipping out like you're out for the, the war. Shipping out to California to study fucking film and television. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm counting the days. I have like maybe I think 21 days left and I'd been delayed by even the girl who like seemed really flirty with me. And I didn't understand why she didn't want to go on like a complicated date out to like dinner and then dancing or whatever the fucking shit I asked her for. Cause I thought like you ask girl out to dinner and formal things. She she had delayed. We all, the entire, the, every single person, you know, we're all 17 to 22 year old ish. Maybe there's some guys who were older and creepy who worked there were there for one night before it opened screening and it was American pie Two, Wow a movie that already is sexually charged and after that thing for some reason one of the guys is like let's all fucking wrestle because it's Texas and there's weird shit happens so it's like 2 33 in the morning and everybody's just like all these guys are being paired up to like wrestle and the pairings are off And because I'm at this point, you know, I've I've gained back some of my weight. I'm I'm at like 220 then, which is, you know, not that far off from where I am now. Um, I was still big, but they paired me against... The, to, to wrestle because like all the girls were cheering on the wrestles and all the boys were fucking wrestling because this is what we I guess they, they did and I get paired up to wrestle uh, wait, like a dude three-
0: Greco Roman wrestling like what kind of
2: wrestling no just like whoever gets pinned first wrestle yeah pinned to the bone yeah so we this is even on my fucking agenda but this is this is ties into loss <laughs> of virginity I, I get paired to like wrestle like this 300 pound six foot five black dude who I think was the like, yeah, the map, basically. <laughs> the uh, and, and everyone's like, he'll, he'll don't do it. You're going to get your ass kicked. You're, you're not, what's his name? You can't do- I don't remember. Pro- probably Tyrone, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Cause that's what he fucking looked like.
0: Jesus.
2: Uh, Tyrone would be a good name for him. Uh, but the girl, she, she comes up and she puts her hand on my back and says, are you really gonna? you really gonna fight him? or Wrestle him? Oh my god! <laughs> really? So hot. So That's I was hot. like, "Fuck it, fuck it, I, I I do it, I do, I do it." I get pinned immediately, but she's impressed my bravery in an obvious like losing situation. The Which ne- was really hot. The next day, this girl, she's like real thin. When I asked her like what she was gonna do after. Uh, you know the summer starts cuz she just graduated as a, se- a senior in pub- a, a, a public school and I'm like oh what are you going you gonna to go to college she's like maybe i don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wait what?
0: wait this is the re- this is not the rental store girl
2: the re- uh, the video rental store girl no that was yeah no that that was uh, another girl so i mentioned asking her out in an episode you did. You talked about trying to get, ask her out, and it was a whole
0: Jerry Maguire thing. It was the whole, you know... Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen was playing. No, I never, was I, never, I never fucked her, but she was... A, and she was like, I don't like college. She was know? another
2: blonde trailer trash girl. But this girl also had no like, no plans of, like, awesome. a career or whatever. Cheers. Uh, when, I, when I said I was going out to, like, California to go to college and study, like, and Television, she's like... Why? Like, what, what, what do you do? Like, with that—that that was the like, rental store a girl, job right? In this industry. That's the rental store girl, right? Maybe I was merging characters. No, the rental store girl's named Desiree, and I never fucked her. You did say that before. You told that story before. I can't remember how it was used, though. I can no, remember. the rental store girl was one of the many girls that I just asked out when I was on my ask every girl out rampage, and uh, she, she said uh, no because she had a boyfriend. Who was the girl that had the guy that drove like a Corvette? Or whatever? it was a it was a beaten up Camaro, and that was that was the Riddle Store girl. Okay, yeah, these, yeah, gr- these he, girls were both in the same era. This is, yeah, is that, right. Uh, this is right. I'm he, just trying to fuck anything, and I moved on to like oh blonde hick girls. Did he wear a Hawaiian shirt? You said too, I or something believe like yes. That? I painted a picture. He, I'm glad that yes, and he alpha. was
0: like topless
2: underneath. I can't believe all that stuck with you. This girl was from the, the movie theater. She she drove like. A shitty beat down truck, and she did not seem to have a boyfriend, as I would later find out. Anyways, the next day she's like, "My car doesn't isn't like work. Whatever, her car was never working." She asked for a ride home. She lives in like a shitty part of town. I drive her in my super cool Miata with the top down after work. Not. Oh my god, so hot. What well, song was? What were you
0: playing? What was the music you were playing? I, I okay. It
2: was um, uh, what was that song like? And if, I don't want the world to see you because oh, no, I don't Kyle, think that okay, they'd no. understand no. and everything's or like that. meant to be broken. Broken. I, I just, just want you to know who I am. That song was playing on fucking uh, The Buzz, which is the radio station in Houston as I drove around. Goddamn right, I don't remember what's the last song I heard before she invited Dude, me okay. into her shitty fucking house that looked like it had two bedrooms even though she had a sister and uh, no one was home. And she's like, wait, hey, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Ready? I just got to say this. Radio stations we grew up with. I grew up with something called 98.5 M E K O M E. They would literally say they had <laughs> stickers even that said this. for a short period Don't touch that
2: dial. You've got cum on <laughs> you, it.
0: You have cum on your radio.
2: Yes. And that was removed very quickly. Uh, anyways. They, so she she invites me in. And it's like Do you want like a, like she, I think she may have actually offered me a beer, and I was like, "Well, no, because I'm underage and I'm driving." And so I and it was like six p.m. I
0: just want you to know who I am. But she
2: she took me in and basically like pulled me into her bedroom. Wow! Pulled down my pants, like <gasps> put my cock in her mouth once. What? Then reaches in her, a, a drawer. I don't. I, I thought at the time like it must surely this is like an older sister's drawer because this girl who just graduated from high school, wouldn't have a drawer full of condoms. And I later would find out that the condoms was definitely like the, they're like in a little box, which is the type you get from like a vending machine, not from when you buy a pack of condoms. Throws a condom on me, pulls me into her. I thrust a few times. I do not. Pulls pull. me into her? Pulls me in. Wow. I, I, I am completely reacting to this scenario. Like I, I, am, I am a passenger on this trail. I thrust. I th- I thrust a few times and then she's like, I'm good, I'm good, and I like I'm like okay. She's like she basically just tells me to leave at that point. <laughs> she's like you know like, really? I, I've, got, I've got to do this, so like which I, she had to like get ready for uh, a party. I was not invited to the party. I was shoot out and was like okay. She's got things to do, but she really likes me. And I go you in put your s- penis into penis in this
1: girl and she pushed you out and then said I got things to do.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? I've never trailer met trash. Like that. Nolan, have you ever fucked a trailer trash girl? I'm no, not sure, I don't think so. I don't think you have. I have. Well, what else could she do? Did she have to go smoke some meth before like you finished? Uh, I never looked this girl up on Facebook. Actually, I did probably look her up on Facebook when Facebook was popular. <gasps> she this is a time when you had to have a college ID to have Facebook. She was not on Facebook. I, as far as I know, I do not know what happened to this girl, but uh, I'm guessing drugs. And what kind? What kind? I had never even—I didn't know what marijuana smelled well. like. I, Allegedly, what kind? I—I I, I would assume. Well, ecstasy was probably the popular thing of the damn time, right? Oh, dude, I
0: knew so many girls in college that did ecstasy. I—I've never. Oh, it, oh, but-
2: and the little—the little container, like the, they look like little CO two things. Nos, nitrous. I know she. Oh had yeah, Nos. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. later uh, found out those were all strewn. hippie crack. hippie crack. Those were strewn not only around her place but around the movie theater and like the trash cans and shit. And like, that was her and a couple of friends. Anyways, I'm super stoked. I overlook all of these weird things. Go in the next day, tell a coworker who also went to my high school. who's was like, a year below me. So I was like friendly with him. I was like, Oh, I had, you know, I told him what happened with name redacted and told him like, I think she's my girlfriend now. I think I have like, uh, maybe I need to bring yeah. up with her before I go to college. And he bluntly says she has fucked everyone here. Every single guy who works here. And I later would found out that and probably included the 40-something-year-old fat manager. Uh Uh-oh. So. Phil, Phil, you know
1: what I take from this story? Is you didn't come the first time you had sex. I didn't
2: feel almost anything through that condom.
1: You know condoms are terrible. You don't. You won't feel anything ever. I don't know. You're still fucking with condoms. So I don't know how you do that.
0: Yeah. I I didn't come the first time I had sex, but literally the the next time I had sex with the same partner, I came.
1: Yeah. Well, my point was that Philk is a lucky one who didn't come the first time he had sex. Where that's like lucky. Most, no, but like most of us, we came fast. I didn't. Oh, I oh. didn't need. Yeah. No. I did, well, I, I, lucky, I didn't even I
2: come. I I did jack off later that night, and I I think I just passed out after I like I. I game because I was just like, holy shit. Uh, I mean, even the drive home, I was like pre coming through my jeans because I was still so excited <laughs> from the experience. But I was also very, dis- very disillusioned by how little I felt. And I now kind of know that has a lot to do with this, her her body type. I had also probably just masturbated before I, I had gone to work that day. So <laughs> and it was like a half shift. So, oh, but my God, it, so cool. But uh, yeah, I was so disillusioned by how little I felt through that fucking condom. And it was just like, that's all sex is? Because masturbation technically feels better. I mean, it does. It, it
1: did. Yeah, with, with the condom. I mean, like, I yeah, I, I first time I did it with a condom on, I wasn't sure, like, I was actually, like, in anything. I was like, uh, am I in there? Like, there, what's going there on? There wasn't even a proper... It's horrible. Condoms suck, dude.
2: There wasn't even a proper blowjob. Pre-condom it was just like classic a, only. Just to get my dick wet enough to put the condom on it. But my, I, I tell this story because when I was thinking that, like, this girl wanted to be so my girlfriend... And I was the one who I thought was going to have to break her little heart and move. Her. So like, you know, Hey, so I was thinking like this, I'd have to like tell her, like we have to go our own separate ways because I'm going out to, to college in California. And you're going to stay here and you're barely a house house and continue working at this movie theater. And, and fuck the hottest later. Movie. I, I found out that I didn't need to say a goddamn word to her. She acted like it never happened. And, and she does this with every single guy because she probably had a, some fucking psychological issues. Uh, Not that I'm not that I'm slut shaming in any capacity, but this girl also did some weirder shit uh, in drugs and maybe think she probably had some some issues. So this really shattered my concept of a girlfriend. I I was, you know, I was naive. I I was to a certain degree slut shaming. I was saying, like, I don't want a girl who'll do that again. The girl I want has to be chased. And that leads me to college and college. Oh, now, da, all of a da, sudden da. I was, I was in a foreign fucking land. I, I, California people acted so goddamn different and I didn't know what to do.
0: And, wait, wait, wait. Have you made it clear yet that you're from Houston and yes. now you're going to California?
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. But you can restate it. That's probably good because now I am in California And it's my first week in college and God bless him. I'm going to say I got the worst advice that I've ever received from my own father. (laughs) Yeah. You're farting. That's not me.
0: Sometimes you can't tell who's farting. And I think sometimes when I listen to these episodes back and I hear myself laughing because Nolan's farting, I'm like, Oh my God. It sounds like I'm farting and just laughing my ass off at my own farts.
2: I'm Nolan is the farter.
0: No all right, cool The secret farter on the episodes is mostly eighty percent of the time Nolan, ten percent of the time Felk, and then the other ten percent of the time
2: me. I'm bearing my soul in describing things that I had to like learn and find out, and Nolan doesn't understand any of them because girls are just like, "Oh my God, you're handsome, wanna fuck me?" And so Nolan's just farting throughout.
0: Uh oh. Uh, wait, audio. <laughs> is that a song I hear playing? Is Nolan pretty Nolan's playing pretty. in the background? And I wouldn't yeah. be pretty
2: until two more. Denzel
0: Washington makes me hard every morning. Hard. How do you get the name Han? I've never <laughs> been to Eleven.
2: All right, you want to know what my, my dad sagely advice to me was yes. how to talk to girls. Dude, I've given so much sage advice right now. I'm so curious what yours is because I'm gonna use it. My dad's sage advice. Here's how you talk to girls, son. Just be civil to them. Civil. Girls, women really respond hmm. to civility hmm yeah. uh so i thought that that's how i talked to girls and i didn't really have a whole i mean i, I made out with uh, one girl my like at, at a party because she just kind of grabbed me that ha- uh i kissed one uh, other girl who i spent like the night in bed with but she never tried to fuck me and i never tried to fuck her because i still thought i was supposed to be civil to her and this brought me th- all all the way through my fucking sophomore year when I s- realized that there was a glitch in the fucking matrix, when it comes to college girlfriends, cause I still was on the mission of get a girlfriend. I'd only had sex with one girl and I wanted to have sex. I, I, as far as I, I cared, I can meet my second time and that would be the girl I married. Two girls would be enough and you get married. And that was totally fine to me. And the glitch in the matrix is, is that you, even though at the time I was still a little overweight, Matt and he had cleared uh. up. But I was I, I, I dressed like I, I didn't know how to dress because my um, my prep <gasps> school had uniforms. So I was I, all I wore were t- jeans that were two sizes too tight because I, I wouldn't admit what my actual size was. And polo shirts that were Hot. long, da- like down past my cock because they were That's me so. every
0: day, every day, son. That's how I dress every day.
2: Jeans too tight and polos past my cock. There was dudes who were like so natty. So, so like they knew exactly how to dress and they were getting girls and I didn't I didn't know any of this wait, shit. Wait, wait, wait. Step step back. Natty? Natty is a term that means well-dressed.
1: I never, I never heard that term before. Okay. You've never heard that no, term I- before?
2: No, Felk
0: never heard of swole, right? Swollen. I and mean, then we had it like in him. I've heard him, swole. Nolan.
2: I've absolutely heard swole. No, because
0: of Nolan and I, you had to meet some Norcalers to know swole because it's not a SoCal thing. People in SoCal don't go, yo, he's swole. So that's a I, NorCal I, thing. I think
2: I knew where swole was from the
0: internet. Hella, hella. That's a Norcal too. Yeah. South Park ripped on that shit. But, felt natty. Like, natty, I think of like, like nasty prostitute crackhead. I don't know. Natty, what do you mean?
2: Natty means well dressed. Look it up. Wow. Never heard that.
0: Never heard that. Well, you're Pick not. Up. Urban Dictionary that shit. Because well, you guys up. don't dress very well. <laughs> no, I don't. I wear hoodies and TTs and fucking
2: jeans. I try to dress somewhat well. You remember? Hashtag. Me? I
0: also started wearing bonobo pants because of an episode where we talked about how gays <laughs> like to wear bonobo. No, no way have you actually
2: bought bonobo pants.
0: I do. I have a pair of jeans. They're like charcoal, or not charcoal, like gray, like gray or dark gray. You so went to you mean. went to a bonobo. No, 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 no. My mom, like, bought them online or some shit. I, I, I just said my mom bought them online. Yes.
1: I just Googled Bonobos and all you guys, pictures of monkeys.
0: Monkeys with those sweet asses that are just <laughs> yeah, fucking pouring out of their too. asshole. That's Dude, that's we're dumb. just mixing episodes right now. This is like macho males mixed yeah. with... Wait, Bonobos was macho males, wasn't it? Yeah, that was all macho males. I never uh, even uh, explained
2: what the glitch was. The glitch was that you could get fucking outside your league or at least an attractive but super loyal girlfriend as long as you were cool with a Christian girl who didn't want to lose her virginity till marriage. So that's what I found myself in a relationship uh-huh. with for a year and a half game of Thrones shit. And she was crazy and, uh, but very, very loyal to me. And this is a year and a half of cock teasing. I eventually get blow jobs after a few months that holds me over until eventually I just say, like, hey, I am I need to, like, have had sex with you before marriage. I didn't want to graduate college. I mean, I'm, I'm a sophomore here, but I didn't want to go into, like, my junior year not having had sex with more than... There was, like, some girlfriends in between. There was little two. She ended up having sex with me eventually. And I broke oh. up with her immediately afterwards and started dating another girl in her, her sorority.
0: Cha-ching!
2: Uh, that took... That, I thought, I was a badass. I had these girls were friends and shared friends and i broke up with one and in the week within it was like a week and a half two weeks i was dating the other but i so i ended up with the second girlfriend who also had the same i'm christian i'm not losing it until marriage she had sex with me like wait a month and a half later
0: time out time out yeah um i okay age you were with first girlfriend which first like
2: true girlfriend or for like,
0: yes, whatever you count as your first girlfriend. How old are you? 19. Okay. And your second girlfriend, the current girlfriend you're talking about right now, the story, how old are you? That's
2: third. There was another one. There was a, uh, Iranian chick. Uh, hot. Yeah. She, she, was, that was for like three months, uh, between, uh, summers. Uh, because I, I stayed in, I stayed in California every, how, I was How 20. old? 20. And
0: now third one?
2: 21. 21. Okay, and then no, the fourth okay, one, no who carried over into law school. I, I turned 22 or no, I turned 23 and mm. uh, graduate from college. And at this point, hang on,
0: hang on. I feel it's a little racist. You said Iranian and you never spoke about any other girls ethnicity. What are the other girls ethnicities? number one, what is she?
2: Uh, they're all white. Okay. That's fine. Typically Romanian, a Romanian refugee
0: Yeah, Romanian. I feel like it needs its own little asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah. She was a, which one was that? Wait, which one's Romanian?
2: Th- this is this is the the Number 3? F- no, this is the first like real like girlfriend. One I have is in Romanian,
0: college. two is Iranian, <laughs> three is white and four is
2: white. And American, yeah. All American. All American. MAGA. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Uh, yes. Uh it's worth mentioning that I told my parents about the Romanian refugee girl. She's from central Romania, which is uh, Transylvania. And my dad thought Transylvania was fictional. It had, had no knowledge of like Ceausescu or the, the, I mean, I'm sure he knew about the fall of the Soviet Union, but didn't know that there was like refugees from Romania that actually got out of the as the country as it fell and stuff. So like my parents th- for, like, thought I was making up a girl. And making up, like, this crazy story about where she was from because he thought, like, where she was from was a fictional place. Like, he he maybe thought Romania wasn't real either. I don't know. But. (laughs) What? I spent most of my time with that fourth girlfriend, who was the important one. With this fourth girlfriend, like, I I thought that I was going to be in California for the next three years because I was, at this point, (laughs) applying to law schools. I didn't really want to do it, but I loved going to college so much. I was around cool people. We were drinking and partying. Everything was fun. I was making movies. I didn't care if I had three more years where I just had to study law. I just wanted more of it, and that didn't work out because California law schools cost like three times what law school costs pretty much everywhere else, and I ended up getting a scholarship to a school. In San Antonio, Texas. So, once it dawned on me that I would be leaving to San Antonio, which was at the, I, I got to stay uh, that whole summer after my senior year of college. I decided on a new mission. I had a girlfriend. I've had a, I have had consistently a girlfriend for two years between two different girls. So, getting a girlfriend and having sex with her regular sex was not not really a problem i had achieved that pretty girls and on top of this oh i skipped a little little thing before i got that second girl that, that no the third girlfriend who was actually like pretty enough that i was proud to show her off and so was the fourth one um a change happened i lost a ton of fucking weight because i got uh walking pneumonia and uh stayed for an interterm class. So for like six weeks, I had weight tra- I had pneumonia, then I got healthy, then I did weight training, and I lost down to like 180 pounds. And on top of that, I I just on a friend's coffee table, I looked through a magazine called Gentleman's Quarterly and immediately subscribed when I saw instructions, step by step instructions on how to dress like the pretty men in the magazine. Orlando Bloom was on the cover i believe who orlando orlando bloom was on the cover because wait
0: what year is this what year is orlando it was
2: pirates no maybe it wasn't pirates orlando that's not a good orlando that's not a good orlando i think it was orlando bloom wait wait what's bad orlando Orlando? bloom actually might have been on one of the covers of of like the first issues i subscribed to what bad orlando started in 03
0: okay this is your orlando bloom assessment Oh, dude, it's clear. Because, like, Return of the King, he just wasn't as big. He was not as big.
2: Lado Bloom, in real life... Dra- By the in, way, I met co- my wife at Return of the King. Issues of... ooh, You've
0: um, heard this story. Yeah, I, that's how big of a nerd I am, Cool Boy Nation. Dicks, 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 suck, suck, suck. It's good that you found... A, <laughs> I gotta be real <laughs> <for> <laughs> a college I gotta
2: go straight. So. It's good that you found someone <laughs> who had shared interests, because the girls I, I did had, like, no, no overlap... Guys, I am too comfortable. With those you last look amazing by the way. With those last three months. <sighs> Whip your dick out. shows your old dick. I got a new mission. <laughs> Show us your oh, old wow. dick. Was that I was about to move to Texas and I knew that I was gonna go long distance with this girl. It wasn't I didn't have strong feelings about it lasting. I wanted I didn't really want to leave California because I loved it here I loved the the, the fact that it was always 72 I loved the people talking people cared about movies every I spent four years with everyone around me caring about movies after spending four years with no one liking movies uh, you know people didn't didn't they didn't know who directors were they didn't know what a Spielberg was
1: what is fucking people what do people in Houston know then like how to fucking hog tie a
2: football? football everybody talk about football? And, and I, NASA, motherfucker, NASA, and NASA. I, well, NASA's Hashtag less important. Space. I did go to space camp.
0: Hashtag me too.
2: I did go to space camp.
0: Anyways, you we're, did you you did not go to space camp.
2: I did go to space camp. <gasps> Is it just like the movie Space Camp from the '80s? Nothing like it, and I didn't fuck anyone, so it's not relevant. And also, it was oh, the dude. year it was oh, the summer dude. Jurassic Park was in theaters.
0: That movie was amazing because they went to space.
2: Yeah, you don't do that in an actual space camp. You don't even, like, you're not in a scenario where it's possible for you to go to space. Okay. I don't believe it's it. It's barely I barely, I of.
0: barely remember the movie. How do they somehow get launched into space accidentally? What the fuck is that story? I don't know, but, but I remember that
2: movie being a big part of why I agreed to go to space camp. And the space camp Everyone like,
0: goes to the space camp for that movie. It's that movie May space
2: camp. Here's a natural history museum you have already been to where there's dinosaur skeletons, and I'm like, look, Jurassic Park's out. Dinosaurs are fucking awesome. This don't have shit to do with space. This is a mislabeled camp. all right back to uh summer between senior year of college and my one year of law school i have a cool apartment i i had everything ahead of me and i had like just two months of this cool nothing to do but have sex with name redacted girlfriend and i got on a new mission because i didn't know what the future led and i wanted to have a threesome uh-oh, shit. This is the beginning. Cause, this cause, is the beginning. This girl actually liked girls, and she was sexually adventurous. And we initially tried a couple of times. We, we actually, like, the sluttiest girl who had, like, done shit like that. We, like, messaged her on Facebook. Facebook became a huge thing in 2005. We had a thing where there was a, a, a really slutty girl that she worked with at a restaurant. A really slutty and, and
0: girl. What's her name? What's her name?
2: Her, her, real, her name was... I have to cut that out. (gasps)
0: But <gasps> no she, don't cut that out because it's so slutty it
2: turned out later that she had a meth problem it's so slutty yeah it's a very slutty name um so slutty and, and we we got close but then that girl ended up dating a, like another fucking druggie at that restaurant. oh this
1: that and, slut. and it, it, what it didn't slut. quite
2: work out <laughs> and and like i tried to hook after after you know my girlfriend said like yeah we're not gonna fuck around with her the problem was is that i thought I, for all those years before i had like legitimate girlfriends I thought the whole thing was when I have a girlfriend who's pretty and I can show her off and she has sex with me, I would be happy. And the first girl didn't really bring me happiness and actually made me feel terrified sometimes. Cause she was like one of like three kids and like a lot of commitment, even though we were like in our twenties, early twenties in college, second girl didn't care about these things. Kind of just was like, whatever it's love. There's love being said, but it was like, You know, whatever happens, happens. But that didn't really make me happy either. So I thought, okay, if I have a girl who loves me, but also will allow me to fuck other girls with her, that would be the goal. That was like the ideal scenario. And I was at a point where I was getting like everything that I pursued, i got gotten some fashion. So I was naive enough to think I could have that and grasp it and hold it. Oh. on to it for the rest you of my life. You did life. not
0: but, see this cool way nation. You did not see this, but Felk just gave us like a 3d diagram. Like he had this whole, like it was, it was intense. Like folks, you're very into this. I'm loving this. I legitimately
2: thought I could have that for the rest of my life. Or if I could at least get this one girl to bring a third girl in, then I could get that again. And it didn't, it didn't work out for me. And I didn't end up having, um, my first threesome with this girl. Unfortunately, there was a couple of like false starts where I got her to kiss another girl and that girl got like backed out. She's like, ah, I don't want to do stuff with you. Or we were at like a party with like another girl and then a guy tried to like push his way in and then I looked around the room there was like 30 guys there and I'm like, okay, grab my girlfriend, get the fuck out of here. We're not at a party of our caliber. This is not for us. But the it happens. The day finally comes. I have to move fucking cross country and, and I say a tearful goodbye to this girl and she would... I, I moved to San Antonio and I start law school and I immediately hate everyone I'm talking to who is just the soulless fucking sociopaths or were drawn to like a third tier law school in fucking San Antonio. Uh, I, I, but I was still in a long distance relationship with girl who was a few years below me and in college. So I, all of a sudden I looked sharp because i learned to dress. I, I spoke with a confident voice. I still knew that being civil to them didn't work because I had watched assholes get, bit, like, get girls <laughs> one after another. So I knew that there was a little bit of, you know, a little bit of antagonizing was uh, confident. But I was mostly still just writing my own path when it came to talking to girls, feeling it out. And I was still getting fucking offers to, like, come over, hang out, all kinds of stuff. But I was good. I, I wasn't going to cheat on my, my girlfriend. But I knew that that wasn't going to last forever. I didn't make too many friends in law school because I everybody cared about football. Nobody cared about movies. I remember talking about, Oh, I'm going to see Domino because I was really excited to see what Tony Scott had 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 a movie by Tony Scott and the writer of the,
0: dude, that was really hyped up. The writer of Donnie
2: Darko. I was so excited to see it. Nobody even knew what this movie was or that it was coming out. I spent most of my time seeing movies in theaters but it was a weird time for me because I, people fucked. Texans did not have a fucking problem. Just fucking studying. That was their life. And girls were giving me fucking legit like offers just based on me feeling out my way of how to talk to girls and dressing somewhat well and looking pretty sharp because I learned everything that GQ had taught me. But I finally met Well, really two friends, but one who was I'm going to focus on uh, in in law school. I met the most interesting person I have ever met. His name was Billy. Wait, real name Billy or is this like cool code name Billy? His real name was Billy. I'm going to redact his last name, but his actual fucking name is Billy. (laughs) Which is also the name of a guitarist from band redacted. The so finding him on the internet is inc- is incredibly difficult because you just get the fucking famous guitarist. But i wanted to find him because I lost contact with him and i am curious whatever happened to this guy. Now, this is when we start segueing into what will become Chapter Two and the felt. What that know. already? This is when I became the, the felt that you now know. Wow! Through college, I had gone to two, three, maybe maybe three times gone to strip clubs. These are with fraternity pros. And I thought strip clubs were really cool. One time I had gone on my own just because I knew I was joining a fraternity and didn't want that to be my first time. And this is in college. I thought, oh my God, you can just pay like 10 bucks and get into a place where girls take their clothes off and you can just look at their fucking vaginas. But after like a couple of times going, the novelty kind of wore off. I didn't. I didn't have enough money to get dances because I was a college student, and you know all the girls were there for was just getting dances, right? They were all fucking California strip club girls, aspiring actresses and models, girls who didn't fucking really want to put up with any bullshit and just wanted your money. So I didn't think strip clubs were that fucking unique or special. But then I was I was in San Antonio, and I was going to this law school where people were just like a group of people, women included were like, let's go to strip club sugars. And I was like, "What? okay, let's go. Strip clubs are huge Meccas. They're not hidden down dark alleys. Like they are in California. They're right off the fucking freeway. They're restaurants, they're bars, they're meeting places. People would go to strip clubs for lunch. People would go to strip clubs to study with a girl in their lap. And, and I, I was just like, "Whoa, this is fucking weird." And that's where I fucking uh, connected to Billy, because I saw this guy. Const- every single time we had a strip club, he'd have a girl on his lap. He wouldn't spend a fucking dime on her. And the next party, he'd be there with her, or he would just, she would just straight up fucking get in his car and leave with him. These were strippers at work, but they were you know allowed to leave and come and go. Uh, cause they were like private contractors or whatever. So, you know, they would just sh- straight up leave with him. And I was like, dude, like what's the deal? We also bonded over like other things as we wanted to hang out. I learned a little bit about Billy. Now, Billy is Chilean. So he spoke English and Spanish, which when it comes to fucking girls in, in San Antonio was super advantageous because he could speak Spanish as well. I was just like, all right, how do you fucking do that? How, how do you talk to a girl for 30 minutes and then she wants to fuck you? And he goes, dude. That's literally like what I do. So Billy grew up in Chile. He sounds cool, and had eight sisters, eight sisters. So he had learned this kind of shit naturally. He knew how to read and interpret women because he grew up surrounded by saw what guys they would find attractive and wouldn't find attractive, and learned to mold himself to this. Billy went to undergrad in San Francisco, studied engineering. Then he got a master's in Austin in engineering. Uh, and it was, and then after that, he ended up going to law school with me. So he was three years older and had, had been part of something that you may have not have heard of called project Austin. Does that ring a bell to either of you? Nope. No. no. Project Austin was part of the uh, pickup artist movement that was happening between 2002 and like is 2005. This a movie? Sorry, is
0: it is it a movie? What what is it exactly? It's a very
2: popular book uh, by Neil Strauss that would not come out for another six months after I had met Billy. But basically, he was just racking up fucking uh, degrees. So he had gotten his master's and now he's getting uh, his uh, JD. So he was doing like. He was just racking up debt, racking up college, college loans. Dude lived in a downtown San Antonio apartment that was converted loft from a Cadillac dealership. It overlooked the Riverwalk. It overlooked downtown. He specifically went to a realtor and wanted a Frasier view. And it was just like the view from the Frazier apartment because he even had the San Antonio space needle. It was the most badass apartment. I was like. How the fuck are you affording this? And he's like, oh, I just really, you you can actually do maximum when you do student loans. And this time I went maximum so I could get a fucking pad because I knew the pad was important because if I'm gonna try and do Project Austin shit here, but he didn't end up doing it. But but what it was was that he had made money. He was teaching the pickup artist techniques in Austin to other like fucking younger college kids. And he just got in because he kind of fucking already knew that shit, but it was a whole like thing. And I didn't know any of this. I didn't know any of this was about to, like, was going down. This guy was, I, I, there's people, you know, who are, like, they're just born naturals at one thing. And then there's people who are just, like, fucking geniuses. So they just kind of, they approach everything with that fucking genius, like, mentality of, like, Everything's a problem, and i just going to solve it. That's how Howard Hughes was. I think that's what James Cameron probably is, maybe even Steve Jobs. And I think Billy was one of them, unless he was just a blowhard and lying to me the entire time. Because he held a patent, or claimed to, but I believe him, for a triangular bolt. Because while in engineering school, he he applied for this because he thought bolts typically have like, like an octagonal, like configuration right but what but if a triangle is the strongest shape in geometry yeah why it not, is. i love the fucking triangle so hard why not make the triangle the end of the bolt i love the triangle so he filed for a patent for this while in college or while and then got a master's degree to like increase like his his ability to like get through engineering. And then he wanted to represent himself because he claimed that he had a lawyer who tried to steal like the, the invention for him. He claimed that this would like make cars last longer, like make the space shuttle last longer. This would be a revolutionary, multi-million dollar, billion dollar idea. But he was didn't hadn't made any of it and was just racking up money. So he had like weird investments where he'd get like bank loans and like put vending machines places without asking for permission. The guy was half genius, half grifter. But he fucked a different girl every single night. Wow. And I wanted to know what that power was. So he started taking an interest in me because we, we had shared views this, this law school. Just get the degree because you're here for the degree. And that's what I was doing too. I, I, I was just still interested in like doing film stuff as much as I was in actual law school. But then... I saw I wanted to learn everything he he knew. And he was talking about how there's this book coming out. It's going to fuck up everything because they're just going to get this guy who was known as mystery uh, had allowed a book to be written about this whole pickup artist thing. It was a very like specific story about a few individuals, even though this was like a movement of like hundreds of people. And he was just going to give away all the fucking tips and tools. So eventually that book came out and I read it. But I already kind of like it. Just it just conceptualized shit that he was demonstrating to me in person, just kind of for fun. I didn't pay him or anything. He was just, hey, that you're you're a friend. I'm just gonna I'll, I'll just fucking tell you this shit, because a lot of what I was doing was working. This is the person who occasionally would wear like a fucking feather boa or, to, or a top hat to fucking bars, but sometimes would just dress in like a nice blazer when everyone else was at a bar in t-shirts. And I had blazers, and I could spend as much money as I wanted to on clothes because my parents didn't question clothes. So I started wearing blazers, and I started wearing scarves, and I started wearing like just dressing a little bit nicer to bars. My whole life, I have been told when it comes to talking to girls, just be confident, just be yourself. And a while back, I mentioned the idea of, you know, you don't say to someone like me, the trash should be taken out, right? You say, please take out the trash. Here's when you need to do it. Step-by-step instructions are what the functioning or high-functioning autistic brain craves. This was a huge market. I didn't realize this at the time, but I later found out that the entire pickup artist movement was about giving the needed step-by-step instructions on how to fucking be attractive to girls, how to be charming to women. Don't just agree to everything they say. There was a concept of negging, but don't neg too far. Here's examples of positive negs. They had their own terminology, Kino. I studied this shit as hard as I studied the actual US law, but I still had a girlfriend. I would go to to strip clubs with my friends and I'd say those things to, to girls. Strippers would give me their fucking numbers. Strippers would say, meet me here at two in the morning, and I wouldn't meet them.
1: I was, oh, because I didn't what?
2: Want, I was just sharpening, a, learning a craft that I was dedicated not to use because I had a girl who I knew I would get back to California someday. But we had a fight on the phone. We had, a, we had an argument, and we, we broke up. We were on a break for three weeks.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: Now... Uh, do you, either of you know any of the shit I'm talking about? Have you even heard of the idea of the pickup artist movement, the community? Do you remember the VH1 yeah, like show from in you, 2007? Yeah, from you. Yeah, from you. In those three weeks, I ended up having sex with, I think, set well, I know, seven different women before she called me and, and wanted me back. And that just happened to be at the time that, uh, I mean, and the, the strippers were nothing special. They, they were... One girl had sex with me and later told me, you know, she had a boyfriend who was in the military who had just asked her to marry him. And I felt nothing other than sexual gratification from fucking her. And I realized this is a path I can actually do. So I lost a little bit of value in the concept of having a girlfriend. Billy told me that he had sex with over a thousand women. And I thought that was a goal too far.
0: Ah, no, but you don't, like, believe But I it, thought, right. if
2: one-fifth of what he is saying... But, but I mean, I, I, in the time I knew him, he probably had sex with 40 women? And this is, like, seven, eight months. 40
0: confirmed...
2: Well, they left with him. You don't, you don't really, no, I not confirmed. But I definitely know he fucked one girl because literally we were at a party and a girl pulled him into a, his room, fucked him, and we heard him fuck her in front of, like, while, while everyone was just shitting and chatting. But my point is, I'm at the point where now I'm convinced that this shit works. I've been in law school for about seven months, getting grades in. I'm convincing my parents that I don't want to go to law school and I'm getting the opportunity to... Go back to California. Another thing that's happening at this, this end is that Billy's getting weird. And one month he went from being super confident once he finally got his final grades and everything for uh, that first semester. Billy starts being depressed. Like he starts like stop shaving and all kinds of other shit. Uh, he starts talking, you know, about his triangle bolt and how uh, he thinks the government is spying on him. That's why he's, it's important that he be able to represent himself because he won't be able to trust any lawyers. Anyways, I, I, I now kind of am comfortable leaving, leaving San Antonio. And so I do. I fortunately move to California and I get to move into a fucking horrible house in a bad part of Hollywood with four other guys from my fraternity, including cool boy, Corey.
0: Oh, Cory! Everyone
2: else has a room. Hi, Corey. But the only thing available is a closet. I, I am. I had a fucking luxury one bedroom with a fireplace and a fucking balcony in a walk-in closet for $600 a month in San Antonio. And now for $550, I'm renting a fucking closet in Hollywood. Uh, I'm on my own. I'm working, you know, occasional jobs as, as runners and stuff uh, for, for commercials and TV shows and stuff. And tensions are growing with the, the X. And I'm now, you know, reading the, the book finally comes out. Uh, the game by Neil Strauss, you haven't heard of it. I don't know how you haven't heard of it. Look it up. Just read the synopsis of what it is. The thing about like the whole, what what Billy taught me was that rather than this thing, like just be confident and go with your gut. Here is a clear set list of instructions. You want to kiss a girl? Say this, say, do you want to kiss me? And then she could say yes, no, or I don't know. If she says, yes, you kiss her. If he says, I don't know, you say, let's find out and kiss, try to kiss her. If she says no, then say, oh, I wasn't asking you if I could kiss you, it just seemed like you had something on your mind. That was just like, it was that with a script all the way to from meeting her, from introducing your, yourself to her, to fucking her. And it was like, just follow this fucking script, change it up a little bit here or there, but just follow this fucking script because most girls hadn't heard that script before because there were so many variations of it. And it totally worked. Wow. Although Billy warned me that once the book <gasps> came out, there, it was going to be mainstream. And I do think that, that happened. In fact, that's the antagonist of the next chapter. In fact, just a year later, there would be a fucking uh, VH1 mainstream. show about Main it. Stream. But until that happened, it worked. And anyways, we're now at the point where I'm back in, in LA. My relationship ends. And then I, I move into just a nice two-bedroom apartment with cool boy, Corey. Nice things. My ex-girlfriend breaks up with me, but that strengthens my resolve. <gasps> I start, I'm about to start working at a, a name redacted place and meeting some, some relatively cool boys. But before I do that, before, right before I am moved out of the fucking horrible house and into a livable scenario, uh, my girlfriend breaks up with me. I go home for one week you know my my family shows that they love me and support me and if this is what i really want to do they're there for me and i go out i see billy
0: do they think you're gay maybe like how how is it we said you aren't allowed (laughs) to make
2: homophobic jokes on this one
0: i'm sorry i don't mean that but like i mean like i don't know like i could read that one way or the other i'm sorry i didn't mean that
2: no that i wanted to live in los angeles and work in television
0: dude i am not from texas The idea, to me, of growing up in Texas and then moving to California, I would think my Texan father would be like, what are you, gay? Basically. Okay, I'm sorry. That's
2: why I brought it up, Nobody, No, they didn't think I was gay. They knew I wasn't gay. They knew I wasn't gay because I was fucking obsessed with girls. Because you were
0: crushing so much fucking posts. No, but
2: I was obsessed with, like, how do you get this? (laughs) This is an unobtainable. It was like that fucking the, the, the holy grail for me. I was questing for it, but I never would get it. But eventually, but I was now getting to the point where I could. I was back, I, I went back home after six months of like sh- shit in Hollywood and just finding out that, like, the you can see the Hollywood sign for fucking horrible crime ridden areas. It's not all glamour. There's homeless people everywhere. I was in literal Hollywood, and yet there was a fucking corner store where there was a shooting and like the, the guy hid down our street and there's stray cats everywhere. I thought it was horrible. And my, you know, Loyal fucking girlfriend broke up with me. So right before I'm about to move, after she breaks up with me, my first thing is I'm going to test this shit in California. I go to a strip club and the first pretty stripper there, I I just run all this stuff. And instead of nagging her, I could realize that she was in a kind of sensitive area. I ended up like talking, we made a connection over the fact that California people are just cold and Texas people are, are, are nice. She was from another part. I don't even remember. But this stripper fucking text, like, basically said, like, I'm off at three. Come over. And I did. And I, I I ended up having sex with her for, like, three weeks straight. She's the first girl that licked my ass. And it felt amazing. She was a perfect body. She was... Yes, this is what I want to hear. Fake tits. Um, she was also the, like, the uh, eh, I come on faces before. But this is the first girl who, like, loved it. Wanted it. And she had, like, a nice... Two bedroom, right on Hollywood Boulevard. The only thing that she didn't like about me was the fact that I ate meat because she was a vegan, and I'd never even heard the, ner- the the word vegan before. I didn't know what it meant, but she, but other than that, this girl, fucking maybe four five years older than me, perfect body body stripper, loved old Hollywood. I I got her with thirty minutes of talking, and then just woman wanted to fuck me. I didn't care so much that my ex-girlfriend had broken up with me at that point. I was on a new mission. Billy had fucked a thousand thousand women. I didn't believe him entirely, but I had a time limit because Billy had handed me a card that said mainstream (laughs) instead of Joker. Uh, (laughs) And I just thought, I'll look into it. Because when I saw him, on a week's stay back at home, I, I drove out to San Antonio and saw him. And he wasn't really sure about what was going to happen with his law school situation because his grades weren't uh, good enough to keep uh, his like scholarship or maybe even loans. And uh, he seemed a little stressed out. But even though I, I stayed with him only one night, I crashed on his couch. Uh, he still found a girl at a bar and fucked her that night. <laughs> Uh, even in his fucking worried uh, state, I later found out that uh, he had been institutionalized, and uh, because I, I, I left a pair of glasses there, and when I was back in LA, I reached, I, I tried to get him to like to call him a couple times and be like, Hey, can you mail my fucking glasses there? Cause I'm our contacts. Uh, and, uh, he never responded. And then I reached out to a mutual friend who still was at the law school and was doing fine. And he was like, yeah, he's in a mental institution. And I, oh, shit. I lost track of him from that point on. I never knew what happened to him. He might have made billions of dollars off his triangular bolt. It's tough to know because, uh, his popular name, a lot of billies on the internet. So I don't know what happened to that guy. <laughs> So many. It's a it's a mystery, but he but that one time, but he did warn me that his book's coming out. This shit's going to be in the consciousness. Girls are going to start to be ready for it, and it's going to change everything. It's going to change male and female dynamics. Now that we've just basically given out the key to getting pussy to anybody, it's not behind a paywall. It's not something that has to be learned and groomed. We're just gonna hand this shit out, publish it in books, make it a VH1 show, put it on the internet. And everything that, like modern feminism has been a result of that information going mainstream. And you guys don't know about it because I don't think you were ever in the streams where it was hitting. But between 2006 and 2015, it would change the world. And that's where I leave off tonight. Because at that point, I found a new interesting thing in which I, uh, I wouldn't be tired at 2 in the morning. Because a lot of the strippers wanted to fuck me at like 3 in the morning. And I was like, I, I want to go to bed. But soon, I would be getting off work at 2 in the morning. Because I started at a company called Name Redacted. And I would start working with you two guys. Well, that was the fucking best first book of Felk I've ever done. Cool Boy Nation, if you have any questions about the Book of Felk, Chapter 1, Felk Begins, then let us know by emailing us at Podcast at gmail.com. New episodes of the Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys also, please review us on iTunes. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck. And you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Also, please check out our other great Cool, cool Boys. Boy Central content with Batman and Beyond on iTunes, SoundCloud, Batman. Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you for listening. And beyond. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Byzies from Felk.
0: And that's by from Ballard.
1: And that's
2: by from Moli. I fuck the
1: hottest men.
0: All right, we did it. You are standing American boy. You will be found in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh,
1: yeah. So cool. Oh, oh yeah.
0: So cool. <laughs>
2: Ha! This episode of the Cool Boys podcast was brought to you by Chapter 1, the Book of Fell. Chapter 2 is where, that's the
0: one everyone remembers Chapter 2 is always the Empire Strikes Back the, uh, the the Godfather Part 2 Yeah, absolutely
2: Yeah, and you guys are, I mean, you're really involved But you, you knew me at the point that we're now at We're finally
0: there Name redacted.
1: Get some cool cool
0: boys.
1: boys. (laughs) (laughs) So serious.